0: Hey everyone, it's Evelyn. Thank you so much for listening in again for another episode of Life Over Matter, uh, my podcast about living your best life. And I'm so happy to have all the listeners that I have uh, coming back and joining me every Wednesday and Saturday morning, or maybe it's later in your week if you're getting to it a little bit after. And that's okay too. In this podcast, if you're just joining us for the first time, my name is Evelyn, And I've been doing this podcast for a a little over a year and some change, not quite a year and a half yet. And uh, it's all about bettering your life and uh, living it the best way that you know how to and not being afraid to ask questions and be curious about what's in store for the future and to learn more about what this life has to offer, right? Uh, Traveling and culture and bettering your lifestyle, bettering it for yourself and being able to give back to other people and um, goals, future goals, today goals, tomorrow goals, where you came from, where you've been, where you're going. It's all a big circle and it turns out that I realized after starting this podcast that I was not the only person who was wondering about all of these things. And so it's been quite a journey for me so far. It's actually been an original journey that has turned into many different branches and um, I'm very grateful for that and all the support that everyone has given me along this path that I am doing in uh, in finding my own, right? So uh, today's episode is um, going to be about kind of hacking your brain uh, for when you're dieting and that's something that I'm quite familiar with again if you're just joining the podcast and you're just starting to listen now uh, about two and two years and some change ago I had an epiphany and had some health problems that I couldn't quite shake and they weren't getting any better and I was seeing many different doctors nobody could figure out what exactly was wrong with me Uh, but I was gaining weight rapidly and I mean like I gained probably 80 pounds in three months at one point and you know my health just started to falter I'd got diverticulitis uh I had gotten uh I diagnosed with thyroid disease I'm sure that I had undiagnosed sleep apnea it was just like one thing right after another and I was just in the hospital all the time and there's a whole episode on that in the first season if you want to catch up uh, it will explain everything, but I work for a really amazing company that, uh, kind of fought for me to, uh, get an insurance that would pay for, uh, a, a weight loss surgery. So I had vertical sleeve surgery and it was my, it was my path. Like, I fought for it with my company, which was amazing. Uh, they hadn't had a new healthcare come in in several years, because it wasn't a thing when they had developed the healthcare initially. I educated them about uh, what the fight was all about and why it was worth it, and they went with it, which was awesome. It was a very liberating experience for me, and then I met some really awesome people from that point forward that taught me about life, that taught me about myself, that taught me about everything. And that blossomed all of these other journeys, all of these other questions. And then the pandemic hit, right? So I was in the midst of all of these discoveries about myself and other people and lifestyles and culture and travel and all of these things when the pandemic fell down, right? And during the course of the pandemic, I was having such amazing quality conversations with people. My entire life had changed actually uh, during the course of that, you know, couple years where it was very intense, and a lot of changes were for the good. Some were for the unfortunate. Uh, but through it all, those discoveries then hatched out new plans, right? And so to document this ever evolving self discovery and developmental process has been so rewarding and to be able to share it with all of you and sometimes we do exercises and sometimes we're just trying to hack the system right and to also braid in there my my meditations my spirituality and and you know my beliefs uh, for, for those of you, again, who are just joining, I'm also uh, doing book series, right? So first I did um, Into the Light by John Lerma. He's a doctor and, and uh, it's an amazing book about, you know, what people experience before they die. And it's it's a wonderful storytelling book book, and, and it's my favorite book, which is what started that whole thing off. And then uh, I re- am reading currently The Untethered Soul, which is all about your psyche and your consciousness and how you view yourself. Another really awesome book, uh, New York Times bestseller. And then I'm going to be reading, I'm actually reading in real life right now, we'll called real life, you guys get me, um, The Alchemist. I had a million people say, you got to read The Alchemist, you got to read The Alchemist. And one thing I will tell you before I read it on the podcast is it's it's pretty cool because as I'm reading it, occasionally there will be like a highlighted part of a paragraph and it's like the sayings that you see everywhere that you go. Like, you'll know if you listen to me read it where those sayings pop up and they really are life-changing and, you know... The Alchemist is purely fictional, of course, but there's some really incredible life lessons in there, and that's what I'm all about these days. I'm really vibing with the life lessons. So um, I also you know, cover in this podcast some entrepreneurship. I used to have my own business, actually had a couple of my own businesses in the past. Uh, it was something that you know, I'm, I'm just naturally very passionate about. Um, I also talk about some financial things and, and saving money and and investing properly and some side hustle stuff. I've I've kind of developed an, an I've developed a habit of multitasking in my professional life as well as my personal life. But with that being said, I really do like to let my hair down. I. I Enjoy relaxing. I I talk about shows that I watch. So um, for those of you who have listened this whole time, sorry that you had to hear a whole review of everything you've been listening to for almost two years. But for those of you who are new, I really hope that you enjoy uh, this episode. Uh, I try to lead the healthiest lifestyle that I can so that everything that I went through could be worth it. And at this point it's really just stabilizing everything that has happened i have an addiction to food as i've mentioned many times before and i also use food as my love language which is something that i uncovered recently um and i mean really delved into a lot of the things from my childhood and a lot of things from my youth in general were celebrated with food i also have a little issue with emotional eating and um, I can allow my thoughts to get the best of me just like anybody else at times. And that makes me grab, you know, those foods that make me happy. And so I have to stop myself from doing that. And in order to do that, I have to be very mindful of my habits and what kind of items stress me out and are triggers for those habits. And I... I have to be disciplined in that regard. And I used to have a lot better willpower. Uh, I used to be able to just, I mean, and this is before I had VSG surgery. I've been dieting all of my life, really. And so my family and a lot of my close friends say that, like, I'm the master of cooking all things diet because I can whip up a cheesecake from almond flour. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know things about, like, you know blanched almonds and and stuff that uh, proteins and and things like that that a lot of people don't know about unless they have led the lifestyle that I have led all my life um and that's you know of course a podcast for another time but my love language, when I'm celebrating things or when I am excited about something or um, I'm just looking for something comforting, I really, I turn to food a lot. And I'm not alone. I find out that a lot of people are, are doing that too. So hopefully you can relate to this episode. Uh, you know, some of the, my greatest hacks in my life. Have been ones where I'm tricking my mind into thinking that it's something else. And I'm, I'm very imaginative, very creative. And, um, you know, I've done everything in dieting from, you know, having marbles on my desk at work and uh, for every pound lost, putting a marble in one jar and watching the other jar get empty to writing journal entries on, you know, how to monitor dieting and, and things like that. Uh, and I found this article and it's on Eat This and Not That and it is all of these different diet hacks and so i wanted to share them with you guys and uh you know every time i do a dieting episode whether it's air fryer dieting or instapot dieting or whatever it is i always get a ton of listens on those because everybody knows what this is like and summer season's coming up and you know it's just always a common theme right if you are lucky enough to be a naturally skinny person who loves their body then I think that that's wonderful. Good for you. (laughs) I think it's amazing. I wish, I tell people, I've got uh, friends and family that have just gorgeous bodies. They were just born skinny. And you know, I'll tell them like, if if I was born looking like that, I would mow the lawn in my bikini every day. (laughs) And they laugh because they don't know, you know, it's kind of like the whole, what you don't know, you know, and, it's it's crazy when you, li- when you lead a life when you're heavyset because people treat you different. You are, you know, always watching what you do, what you say, how people are, you know, uh, approaching you with things. And, you know, when you go to amusement parks, it's a thing. When you fly, it's a thing. It's like, you know, you always have it in the back of your mind. And as soon as you forget, there's always something that reminds you. And so... Uh, I try not to forget ever just so that I'm always prepared. And uh, so hopefully you will get as much out of this, these hacks as I'm using all of them actually. So um, I'm going to go to a quick break and then we're going to jump right on into it. So I will see you after, I will talk to you after this. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the ad. I appreciate you. And I'm going to get started. I am going to go through a listing of different diet hacks that I found on the internet. And they're ones that I use every single day. So they're the main reason why I wanted to share them with you today. Because they help me so much uh, when I want to color outside the lines, uh, so to speak. And I fall off the wagon or get off the elevator as um, my friends and I always say. Um, And uh, some of these tips are common conversation topics between um, some of my friends that have had the sleeve surgery and myself because it is a lifestyle change. And um, even if you're not though, like I've got some people in my family that ask me all the time, uh, different questions about, you know, how, how do you Stay disciplined. How do you uh, try to keep everything, um, everything together? And I'm very honest. I uh, I allow myself to cheat on my diet on Saturdays. Um, I get together with my friends every Saturday, and um, you know we bring a, a dish. where all we all take turns cooking for it, and you know they are also mindful all the time of um you know when we're eating how we're eating things like that but they also are very passionate about food and um so I allow myself to have that freedom and that helps me and that's not featured on this list uh that helps me not to binge eat and what I mean by that is even though I've had the surgery on my stomach I, if I keep myself from anything for way too long, when I give myself the opportunity to have it, I go overboard because it's been so long since I've had it. So food is one of those items. And so before I get into this list, just to kind of tell you something that helps me that's not featured here is moderation, balance, uh, making sure that I'm being mindful all the time, even if it's on days that I am, you know not eating what I'm supposed to be eating. I always feel guilty though. On Sundays I'm like, oh, I can't believe that I did that again. But it's something that I have plan I plan on doing on Saturdays, you know? And then I make up for it during the week in other ways. You know, I have a very busy schedule. A lot of times I have the opportunity with for a choice. I can either eat something healthy or I can eat something bad. And I can I snack through the day. And so I I choose to eat uh, you know, healthier snacks throughout the day. And then I use my, my, my tool, right? My stomach uh, to eat uh, dinner, a small dinner, because there's only so much room for that. And then I am I'm good, right? But if I didn't allow myself to have that moderation and balance, I think that it would make a, a huge impact because I've done it a million times before, right? Where I was like, that's it. I'm never having another carb again. I'm only eating chicken and green beans forever, you know? And A, I'm so sick of chicken and green beans by the time I'm done. B, when I finally get the chance to really tie one on, I tie one on. So um, to the point of ruining everything that I've just done and not lasting as long as I would have had I had that balance of moderation. So just keep that in mind if you're starting a dieting journey Uh, or you're adapting to a healthier lifestyle, um, you know, moderation is very important in my opinion. Um, I don't know if it is the 100% greatest uh, advice that I can give you to kick off this list, but it works for me. Uh, So uh, it's just, you know, sometimes I have to be mindful myself of that. I have to remind myself that balance is okay because I will carry that guilt around and I'll feel, you know, bad or I'll feel sick to my stomach almost because I allowed myself to do something, you know, that I usually wouldn't do. So, um, that tips things off a little bit, uh, to get things started there. The first one that they mention is keeping a diary. Keeping a diary is really important in a lot of different episodes that we have, you know, for your emotions, for your creativity, for your goals, what you want for your future. It's also very important whenever you're talking about dieting. Uh, I am not as great with keeping the food journal. I'm, I'm all, making all kinds of confessions on this podcast episode. Uh, my friends, though, they put me to shame. That's why I say that. I've got uh, my friend, Edda, who lives in California. She has a journal that she writes in every single day. She measures everything to the absolute T. She is fantastic. She just has item after item after item that she snacks on and she's honest with herself. If she, you know, has something she's not supposed to have, she writes it and she color coordinates everything. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. When she has her doctor's appointment, she takes her journal and she just hands it to her doctor and he reads the journal and it's it's a beautiful thing. Her nutritionalist loves her everything. I, as organized as I am, not the journal person for food. I'm the journal person for everything else, but not the person for food. But journals, amazing. If you're a type A personality, 100%. The uh, food journal is going to work for you time after time after time. I've seen it. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, It's not just keeping for workouts. A recent study revealed that when women who were unhappy with their weight completed a one-time 15-minute writing exercise about an important personal issue they went on to lose at least three pounds over a three-month period while their counterparts who wrote about an unimportant topic gained three pounds and that came from the biggest loser actually researchers believe that reflecting on values can serve as a buffer to stress and uncertainty that leads to emotional eating and help to maintain self-control in difficult situations To reap the benefits at home, pull out the journal, set a timer, and start free-flowing about what's important to you, right as though no one else will read it. Come clean with what's bugging you. It may surprise and enlighten you, adds Forgeberg. You know what? They take it in a different direction. As far as, like, journaling in general, I can totally do that. I do do that. Number two is reorganizing your plate. For me, it's a little bit different because of how small my portion sizes are. But in general, it's a great rule of thumb to have uh, because the way that you see your food, this is incredible. When I was doing research before I had my surgery, you, that you'll find that if you eat from smaller plates rather than bigger plates, it makes a huge difference. And if you eat from smaller silverware, I know that sounds crazy, but they sell it on Amazon. There is silverware that you can buy that is a smaller portion size of spoon, a smaller portion size of fork, uh, and so forth. And your mind isn't registering that it's a different size than what you usually use. So that's pretty amazing. And if you eat on a smaller plate, it makes the small amount of food look bigger because it's it's kind of like an illusion for you. It's fantastic. Your brain does not compute. It's a great one. Number three is take a selfie. It turns out that a picture can be worth a lot of lost pounds a recent study from a nutrition clinic in Colombia revealed that people who took routine photos of themselves while on a weight loss plan were more likely to finish the plan than the non-selfie snapping participants and a whopping 71.3 percent met their goal weight so instead of waiting for that one exciting after pick, get snappy with yourself right away and throughout the process so i have a life over matter instagram page and uh, I, I was posting before and afters all the time. And it was keeping me absolutely motivated to keep on going, keep on striving, you know, keep on working out and, you know, doing all the things that like drinking water. Oh, I'm, I'm not a fan of water. Um, but then I, you know, started traveling and I, I started, you know, getting some of my life back that I'd lost during the, the pandemic and, you know, working uh, you know, extra hard and, and all kinds of stuff, all, all lovely excuses to have, right? Uh, didn't post as many selfies as I used to, right? Um, however, it is motivating. It is pretty liberating, um, especially if you have people that are encouraging you. And there's nothing like having that encouragement. And that's something that is a hot topic with me and my friends who had the surgery too, because um, we're all about the healthy lifestyle, you know, is that that encouragement is so important and underrated, you know, Uh, especially like if you if you live um, with an entire family that likes sweets or they like, you know, eating and associating fun things with, you know, food like watching a movie and eating snacks, you know, or having a barbecue and eating bad foods at the barbecue, chips and dips and stuff like that that are so good, so tasty, but it's really hard when you're in that environment not to partake. And especially if your entire lifetime you have openly and just naturally gone for those comfort foods during those times of comfort, right? So, um, you know, selfies, I, I remember dieting in the past and putting, you know, my biggest picture on the refrigerator of myself. So every time I went to go open the refrigerator, I remembered why I was dieting in the first place, and that kind of brought me back in. Or, you know, just oftentimes remembering what it was all for has helped me bring myself back in. Um, and through pictures is the best way to do that. And uh, I have an entire folder that is my my journey on you know in my pictures, and it has, you know, I it was it was the craziest day. I, I was working, I, I went over at lunch, and I bought myself a gym membership, this was years ago, uh, probably like three years ago, uh, because I'd already had in my head that this game plan was going to take place, I was already constructing what my life was going to look like, and um, I was so overweight, I was so unhappy, and I, I went into the gym, and I got this discount, because my, my boss at the time, you know, he was kind of like a spokesperson on the side for, for this gym so I got the discount I was so excited and I went in and I would gotten a free personal training lesson with one of my friends who, who did it with me and I remember being so sore that night that I couldn't even move um, but I had asked uh, you know it, it, my friend had gone with me that I've been friends with for you know 15 years and so I'd ask her you know can you take some pictures of me you know I, I want to remember this moment I, I want to remember what this feels like because I I'm I'm on a journey I am committed to make this change and she was like okay and she took the pictures and I was so embarrassed when I looked at what they looked like I, I just couldn't believe that I had you know let myself go because remember at the time I had all these undiagnosed illnesses I didn't know that I had thyroid disease I didn't know I just thought that I was being you know irresponsible with my diet and that this was all my fault. I had all the self-blame. And, you know, I saved it. And that was the beginning. Th- those pictures were the seed, right? And through that happened so many different things. But I look back at those pictures now. And I would never share them. Because I, I, I was in the gym locker room. And I was like, just take pictures of me. <laughs> but I look at those pictures. And it's just, it's a revelating experience. It is, it is, um, a inspirational, uh, tool to what I was going through at that time and how far I've come and also why it's important to stay disciplined and exercise that, um, willpower when it gets hard. Right. Um, so yeah, pictures are huge. Number four is practicing self-love beating yourself up over food is a knowledge behavior gap many unsuccessful dieters fall into it's important to try to stop the negative self-talk says the weight management coach i often suggest imagining that your desire to overeat is a lovable five-year-old child you don't want to berate or shame your appetite that only leads to more dysfunctional eating instead treat yourself with respect understanding and affection as you would that child for more motivation anytime you need it Check out tips for motivation that actually work and there is different magnets out there that you can purchase and there's different um, reminders that you can set for yourself i do affirmations i set reminders and people who don't know me, it's so awkward. People who don't know me that'll be in like a meeting with me or something like that, when these affirmations go off on of my phone, it's like I have to pretend like they're not happening. I have affirmations that happen on my phone uh, in the morning that remind me to drink water because I hate it. And I do though, I'm the responsible adult who goes and drinks the water when my phone goes off and tells me that I need to drink water. Uh, But I also have reminders, uh, affirmations that are set that says you are more important than food. You are, your life is more important than whatever you're craving or, you know, and I have, I have a bunch of different ones, right? And so it usually falls on point at the time that I'm like starving in the morning. So it helps me to kind of weigh the options of what time is the best time to eat and things like that. And I portion my food as you guys know, uh, on Sundays. So it makes it a little bit easier and convenient to eat a little bit healthier because I've already got it planned out. Um, but you know, those affirmations are really great too, because they, they remind me what it's all about. Number five is display the grocery store receipt. Now this is one that I have not tried that I think is really interesting. Post your grocery receipt on the refrigerator door. This visual reminder will help you eat healthy items before they go bad. Cross off the items you've eaten so you know which ones you have left waiting for you. This is a really effective way to encourage yourself not to let things go to waste. This happens to me all the time. I'll go to the grocery store or I'll order grocery delivery and it will come and it sounds good in nature and I'll be like, yes, I haven't had this in so long and I love vegetables. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. I've gotten in trouble for eating too many vegetables before um, because there's no protein in them. But I I will buy vegetables and fresh foods. I, I love going to produce markets. I love going to like farm stands and things. I love all natural vegetables, fruits and vegetables. And... I have big thoughts. I, my brain still thinks my stomach is a regular size, and I don't get to eat them. And then next thing you know, I'm throwing away the produce because I never got to eat it. And so this is a really great reminder. I'm going to I'm gonna start hanging out my receipts on my refrigerator with my before pictures. <laughs> Number six, order off the kids menu when doing carry out or delivery. I do this anyway, um, but for a regular size stomach, it would be a really awesome tip to try, to try to get into because you're only going to eat what you're going to eat, right? One thing that I have noticed that they did say would happen is if you give yourself a bigger portion, you don't have a limit to what you can eat. So uh, what's crazy is that when you have the smaller portion, even before I had the surgery, uh, once you eat and you're, you're done and you tell yourself, yeah, you're, I'm done and the food is gone, even if it's not gone. Uh, you actually are fulfilled. Like, you're not going to starve to death. You're going to be fine, you know? And you realize that satisfaction after you're sitting there for a couple minutes. And you just got to kind of weigh it through. Like, if you want to go back up and you had something really tasty and you want to get that second or third helping, just think about, you know, am I hungry for it? Or do I just want it because my brain is telling me how great it tasted or how great that still smells, right? And those are questions that I've got to ask myself all the time. Number seven is chant a mantra. When it seems near impossible to have the willpower or not to get down on yourself about your efforts, try chanting a mantra that has personal meaning to you. If you've been working on your fitness, for example, something like, I feel stronger and healthier every day that passes, may be effective. While some mantras can be like yoga, they suggest that mantras are so helpful. And meditation, of course, because you're thinking about what your end goal is going to be. You're thinking about why it's important. You're thinking about the goals that you want to accomplish as a result. And, you know, meditation's my jam. I do it all the time. And those are the kind of things I think about too. I clear my head, which is so busy if I'm not intentionally clearing it that it's so such a relief, it's such a relax, relaxing process for me. Uh, and I do every single kind of meditation that you can think of because of my background and, and you know my spiritual um, family and, and things like that. And so um, I highly recommend it. Sometimes when I've got a goal or there's something that I'm trying to accomplish or maybe something that I'm trying to understand. When I meditate, it rises to the surface, and I get the answer that I'm looking for. It's not always the answer that I want, but at least uh, my brain and, and my intuition is being honest with myself, right? And uh, you know, sometimes the answer is, you know, you have to start walking, or you have to start getting more exercise in, or you have to make more free time in the day, or you you need to do this. And it's kind of like that that pointing finger that that gets me together. So. You know, it also brings a multitude of other things, but that's that's a good one, chanting a mantra. Number eight is listening to music when working out. I listen to music when I work out. I watch. I, I have an app on my Kindle and on my phone that is a trailblazing app, which, like, if I'm running on the treadmill or I'm doing the elliptical, it makes it look like I'm, I'm in the mountains and I'm running up hills and stuff like that. I am not a huge fan of the gym, as I've talked about in previous episodes, but i've I've got to use more hacks for myself to get myself up and going. And though that's how I do it. Uh, it's just telling myself, you know, it's worth it because of X, y, and Z. And then while I'm doing it, having playlists, I just created a new one and it's got like six hundred songs on it. I, I told you guys about it before. It's my Amazon music playlist, and it has like every single favorite song that I've ever had. And then many others that I forgot about, and that's what I love. I love songs that I forgot about that take me back to a certain time, because I'm not thinking about working out. I'm not thinking about how bad my legs hurt, I'm leg heavy, and um, you know, I, I go longer, like instead of quitting after, you know, a half an hour or so, I'll just keep on rocking out and then, oh my gosh, 45 minutes has passed already, it's been an hour, you know, whatever. So definitely listen to music while working out, it's important. Do your grocery shopping online. Number nine, again, another very important one that I do very often, especially since the pandemic. I uh, order my groceries online for budget purposes. I also uh, have different menus that I go from that are in line with the protein goals that I'm trying to get, the calorie goals, the carb goals. Uh, And so with that being said, I know the foods that have those ingredients and are healthier for me but maybe you're on a low-fat diet, or maybe you're on the Atkins diet, or you know the South Beach diet. Um, I, for a while, was only buying uh, like salmon and vegetable. Salmon is is my favorite protein, and I can cook it a hundred different ways. And uh, I was going through a phase. Where I just wanted to buy salmon all the time, and then I would dress it up. And so, you know, that grocery list is the key. It's the key to getting you through the rest of your week, especially if you portion food, which I highly recommend uh, for many reasons, um, convenience being one of them. It's a pain on that one day, which mine is Sunday, and sometimes I'll reportion on Wednesdays. Uh, It can be a pain. Uh, just because it's time taking, you're cooking like a hundred things at once and you're you're grouping them together and you're measuring them if you're if you're measuring them. Uh, but it, it's worth its weight in gold at the end of the day because everything's already prepared for you and you, you don't have to, you take the thinking out of it pretty much, which is great. Doing your grocery shopping online is a key and these days it's just, I think it's the way of the future. I think a lot of people are going to grocery shopping online, unless you're in an area that doesn't have it, then again. Uh, I love going to produce markets and farmer stands and things like that. You get the greatest deal and you're supporting your local community, which I absolutely love and I'm all about, Uh, and you don't get those pesticides and all that kind of stuff that they put on them, at least not to the degree of what you would find something shipped over from another country. Number 10, make one small grocery swap every week. I do this myself. Uh, you know, like I said, my eyes are bigger than my stomach and I'm always buying way, way more vegetables and stuff than what I need to buy. Uh, and so I, those are my grocery swaps instead of, you know, having, instead of having stuffed peppers one week, I will switch out and do like a, a, low carb manicotti or I'll do Um, you know, hamburgers or steaks or, you know, lobster tail or something like that uh, just so that I can add a little bit of uh, a little bit of difference, you know, Uh, instead of having broccoli and cheese, I'll do, you know, Brussels sprouts or something like that. Like I just do a subtle switch so that again, I'm not feeling like I'm eating the same thing over and over and over again. To this day, I can't eat eggs like I used to be able to. I loved eggs and I would eat them all the time. And when I was dieting, it was like my flavor of choice. I just wanted to eat eggs all the time, all different kinds. Now I can eat a deviled egg, you know, but when it comes to other eggs, I'm not. they're just not my jam. Like every time I eat them, I am conditionally responsed to think of dieting and they don't taste right to me. I just, I just burnt myself out from them. So you definitely want to make those small changes because you're hacking your brain to think, that there's so much variety in this diet and, you know, again, that balance is key. Number 11, make healthy food super convenient. I've touched upon it a million times so far. Uh, You know, prep your food. It is a pain, but it's worth it. Uh, Making healthy food super convenient is, you know, when you're in a hurry or you're about to pass out from hunger, you're going to grab whatever you can get your hands on first, right? That's how fast food places make so much money, you know? Uh, and I mean, there's different hacks that you can use at fast food places too. And I know every single one of them. I might do an episode on that at some point. Uh, because trust me, not all of us have, you know, all the time in the world to be cooking all day, every day. Um, but, uh, if you get a bowl of fresh, you know, vegetables and dip. Uh, you know, to have planned as a snack whenever you're having a craving or, or whatever. I used to do this at the office all the time. I had everything for cravings to my high protein yogurt. I had, you know, everything weighed out and measured and sized up for how much I was allowed to have and what sizes everything was. And if I didn't have a scale on me and it was last minute, and I didn't have food prep that I'd brought to work with me, I remembered the measurements just to like rule of thumb, palm of hand, size of your fist, like to go with that I was taught. So I was like, okay, this is awesome. I can make this happen. But I didn't make mistakes that often because I always had a go-to. Unless I got sick of the go-to. That's why the variety is important. It all ties together. Number 12 is set a carb curfew. I've got to watch with this because I can't have nuts or seeds. And that's like the night snack. Like that's what when I'm binge watching shows or anything like that people go to see it's nuts it's what they do um, I can't have popcorn it has kernels right and so uh I I try to eat I, I love bacon um I know that it's not <laughs> it's not the healthiest food in the world to snack on uh but I'll I'll make it like super crispy I'll eat it I won't eat a ton of it but I will eat bacon Um, As a snack, peanut butter is my jam. I do this thing with uh, frozen whipped cream and I'll melt peanut butter and I'll pour it over top of some frozen whipped cream and I'll put some bacon on top of that. I know it sounds crazy, but try it. It's high protein, it's low carb, it is amazing and it tastes like. peanut butter ice cream sundae even though you're just eating cool whip it's frozen there's there's peanut butter on it and bacon it's heaven in your mouth you're welcome i know it's great but set a carb curfew i don't allow myself i can't with the medication that i take to eat after a certain time anyway but it is important to do that because that gives your body an extra time to digest your food while you're sleeping and everybody loves extra digestion because you know you burn fat while you sleep right Continuing with number 16 is choosing the high-top table. If you're noshing at a bar or simply having a tiny urban get-together, eating at a high-top doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's those other times that make a difference. Instead of settling into a big cushy booth, which is my favorite, skip the best seat in the house for a scientifically proven better-for-you seat at a high-top. As it turns out, people with tables deep in the restaurant are 73% more likely to order that triple fudge chocolate cake. It is found that all tall tables are inclined to eat a bit more healthily by ordering more salads and fewer sweets. For more ideas on remaining relatively healthy when you're dining out, there are tips available to you online for eating healthy at restaurants. Again you got rules of thumb that you're carrying around with you or mentally you know the foods that you like you know the foods that are healthy if you pair them together or you have an app I have three apps on my phone if I ever have any questions about how many carbs is in something or you know how big of an impact it's going to have on my diet or anything like that I have apps that are going to figure that out I even have an app for my scale so that it keeps track of whenever I stand on it, how much I weigh. I'm the only person that, it's, that stands on it and, you know, it's it's directly connected to my phone. So, you know, it immediately registers on my phone how much I weigh whenever I stand on it. If I weigh myself every day or if I weigh myself every couple weeks, which I like doing better than every day, uh, then... I am, it it lets me know, you know, either I've lost or I'm the same or I've gained, if it was a holiday or something like that. Um, and you know, that's, that's really cool. They sell those on Amazon, by the way, the scale that has the app. Number 17 is open the blinds. I do this all the time. Instead of dragging yourself through the dark to the coffee pot, when your alarm goes off, open all the blinds. Studies show that people who get direct exposure to sunlight in the mornings between 8 a.m. and noon reduce their risk of weight gain, regardless of how much they eat. Researchers think it's because the morning sun helps synchronize your metabolism so that you burn fat more efficiently. I covered this in a previous episode in the first season. Uh, Getting sunlight in the morning is really important. Now, I'm not going to make out like I don't love my darkness. I love darkness. I, I am uh, an insomniac, and I thrive at night for some reason. Always have. Um, and so during the day, I do tend to like the darkness. I, I keep my curtains closed, um, you know, when I'm feeling tired, when I have, you know, my coffee and things like that, I keep my curtains closed. But right after I'm done having my coffee, when it's about time to get moving and it's time to get rock and rolling, after I've taken um, my dog out and I've meditated before I get my day started for work, I open all of my blinds. And it's just a way of, you know, telling myself that, uh, you know, it's time to get up, it's time to get moving, everything is up and running. And I also know the health benefits to getting sunshine uh, and the impact that it has on my, my healthy lifestyle, right? So trust me, though, as soon as it gets into the evening, I start going around and closing the blinds just because I love my darkness so much. Um, and, you know, in the summertime, of course, I'll, I'll leave the, the you know, blinds open and things at night because it's dark already. But, um, you know, I I have very sensitive uh, eyes to, to shade, too. Like, I can't wear uh, sunglasses when I'm driving, uh, which is kind of unusual and totally off topic. So, sorry about that. Um, but I, I'm a dark person. But I love... Um, I love the sunlight you know I live in Florida I love the sunlight when I'm doing productive work and you know studying or I'm working out or I'm exercising I love sunsets I love nature so you know there's a lot of things that I enjoy the sunlight for. But um, this was a really good one because it does have a really big impact on your healthy lifestyle. And a lot of people don't associate those together. Number 18 is demotorize your life. This was another thing that when I worked in the office, we were doing all the time, taking the steps instead of the elevator, picking the farthest parking spot when you go to the grocery store or when you go shopping for anything. Um, You know, you don't realize how much that little bits of exercise adds up, but it really does. Number 19 is redefine what M&M means. The best M&M ever is meditation and magnesium. Ha ha. Um, (laughs) Chronic stress prompts a surge in the fight or flight hormone cortisol, which can tear down muscle fiber, impair blood sugar metabolism and boost the brain chemical neuropeptide. Why? Which sparks cravings. It is medically and so- medically scientifically proven that uh, keeping cortisol levels down uh, is, is benefited by meditating for 10 to 30 minutes daily. Calming practices normalize cortisol levels and boost levels of appetite suppressing hormone serotonin. To boost the benefit per- further, you can pop 250 milligrams of magnesium daily. The mineral aids muscle contraction and relaxation and has been shown to boost polysis, a process which the body releases fat from its stores. 23. Know the three day rule. Eating all week and then turning into the cookie monster on the weekend can make you worse off than what you might expect. Here's why taking a vacation from your healthy eating is so bad. Only eating unhealthy food for three consecutive days will not only cause you to gain weight and eat more unhealthy calories, but it also will shift your gut microbiota towards the same pattern that it has been associated with obesity. So be sure to keep cheat meals as cheat meals, not several days. I agree with that. Never eat if you're feeling emotional. To lose weight, you must first learn the difference between emotional hunger, which comes on suddenly, and physical hunger, which comes on gradually and is often accompanied by physical cues like a growling stomach. The best way to overcome emotional eating is to realize that although a bad feeling will eventually go away, the calories you consume while you're feeling down will not. And the next time you're feeling emotional, don't try to mask your emotions or distract yourself. Experts say that truly experiencing your emotions will teach you that it's possible to tolerate them head on. Once you've done this exercise, it's time to find new healthy coping strategies. Hitting the gym or calling a friend to vent are both solid options. And I I do both of those. So invest in a good water bottle. I have a million of them because I try all the time to trick my brain into loving water. Uh, be careful your produce again they're talking about the pesticides and things of that nature that i brought up earlier uh dining with a dude i thought this was kind of cool it may not surprise you that women eat smaller portions when dining with male company but what may shock you is the same is true for men with other guys according to a study published in the journal of applied social psychology women ordered items with 15% fewer calories than when eating with men as opposed to women. Surprisingly, when men sat with other men, think beer and wings night, they also ordered fewer calories, 22% less in fact. Researchers say that the results speak to the unconscious scripts about how men and women think that they should behave in another's company. Number 25, and my final one because I've gone over time again, is try active acts of kindness, which if you've listened to me for a long time, you know that this is something I'm very passionate about. If you have trouble motivating yourself to move more, which is one of the most effective ways to burn calories, commit to doing one active act of kindness daily. Knowing someone else's happiness and well-being is on the line is a great motivator. Not sure where to start, return your coffee... um, Return your shopping cart to the store rather than leaving it in the parking lot and log those extra steps. Pick up your own coffee instead of asking an intern to grab it for you to stay moving during the sedentary workday. Or give up your seat on the bus or subway so you can actively stand. Every bit of movement can get you one step closer to success. And that's those are the little things that you don't realize are part of your everyday that can make such a big difference if you add them all together. And, you know, it really does hack your subconscious into thinking that you're just living your normal everyday life when these subtle small changes can turn into be such big deals, such huge pieces of discipline, such huge amounts of willpower that other people are like, how do you do it? And you're like, well, the trick is is that I'm not really doing anything at all. Or at least you feel like you're not doing anything at all. But if you keep the balance and then you you exercise some of the things like opening the blinds, you know, little things that you wouldn't uh, think were the big things, uh, it really could make or break the um, lifestyle change into leading a healthier lifestyle. At any rate, I'm going to wrap myself up. Thank you for staying with me through all these segments. And I hope that I was able to help you today. I definitely uh, love reading uh, and learning more about the, the lists of healthier lifestyles and, and you know, hacks when it comes to dieting, because it always remotivates me, uh, to kind of keep jumping headfirst and kind of just take what I can get, you know? And, uh, I love to do that for others too. So I hope that you were able to get that out of this. And I hope that you join me every Wednesday and Saturday at 8am Eastern life over matter podcast. Uh, until then have a wonderful morning, a great afternoon and a good night.